Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Unlimited Horizons. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is just an incredible, incredible woman. She's so inspiring. She's so encouraging. She is so uplifting. Suzanne Castle is the Chief Sparkler and Curator of Collaboration at Suzanne Castle Consulting. She also serves as a Chapter President for the International Association of Women Dallas Chapter, She's just amazing. Her spirit and her passion will encourage and inspire you. In this conversation, you're going to learn to know why she's known for leaving a trail of sparkle everywhere she goes and how she encourages you to live a life infused with joy despite all the messy. I am so honored. I am delighted. You know that I'm a huge fan of the International Association of Women, of you supporting your work in the world all the endeavors that you have to network us and help us elevate. I am astounded you would ask me. I can't wait to dive in. Thank you. Oh, well, it's, it's, I, I've, I've been looking forward to talking to you because I love your story and I love everything you do. And you're just, you're just such a, an amazing person. So it's great to have you here to showcase today. Um, to kick us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of your background and, and where you're at now? Oh, I would love to. Um, for me, it actually all started because I was born to young parents, like high school parents, um, on December the 23rd, which is a tough day to be born. It's so close to Christmas. You know, your friends, they're always gone. So many people just wrap your birthday presents in Christmas paper. I mean, you know, on and on it goes, right? And um, it became a tradition to wear a tiara on my birthdays. So in the midst of the, the hustle and the bustles of the holidays, my family and even now my friends watch me wear a tiara on December 23rd every year. And I think it was probably because the glitter would ultimately fall off what was really a cheap tiara when you're poor and you're on food stamps, right? It's that that metal one with cheap glue, right? But whatever the reason, invariably, everyone around me would be sprinkled with glitter at some point during the day. And they began to talk about the fact that I left a trail of sparkle and they would giggle. And so if you fast forward to a marriage that crumbled me into a puddle on the floor, an ensuing divorce, I systematically lost my job, my self-esteem, what I thought my future would look like. I was a professional entertainer. I was an actor, singer, dancer in that world. And one day in a full-fledged, what I thought was a heart attack, literally a heart situation, was really my first PTSD-filled panic attack. And so I found myself curled up on the bathroom mat, unable to move, and that's when my friend showed up. Um, and they put on some ABBA, I'm, I'm that old, and my brain began to break its horrid cycle of hatred and self-loathing, and I began the journey towards grabbing back some of my vacant sparkle. And so what has started as a way to heal my own self has become my system of the sparkle factor, which is really to help others recapture their mojo and create a sustainable life of joy, of verve, and mattering. And so I guess now, lo and behold, here I am, and I've become known as a human confetti cannon and helping to people to bring the sparkle. And that's really my mantra is every day as a writer, a speaker, a creator, a coach, a producer, my desire is to call to life that spirit in myself and others to live a life that's infused with joy, even though life is really extremely messy. 
I love that. I think that there's there's this this theme of sort of messiness and unexpected things and life throws us curveballs, right? Life whether like there's 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 things that we can plan for, right? Job changes or moves or or family, like those those the even though they've you've planned for them, they can be big changes, but then there's also the unexpected. Right. And and I think that having having some joy when those things happen or having the people that surround you or having having some positivity is one way to kind of keep building momentum or, or overcome those difficult times. Um, so I want to I want to stop for a minute on on your trail of sparkle, because this is something that I think when we talk about brand and authenticity yeah. and you bring that to everything you do. You show up like every time I see you, every time I talk to you, there is this just this this bubble of joy. You just it's like you exude that 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 is so you and I feel that. Thank <laughs> you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um and I feel it authentic authentically, right? It doesn't feel like you're just plastering on us a happy face and like right. sparkle, but it it I really feel that you show up with joy everywhere you go. But I can't imagine, I mean, I know life, you, you've, you've said that you've ended up on the bathroom floor in those moments. And so it can't always be easy to show up that way. So how do you, how do you stay consistent with that? Or, or are there times that we, that I just don't see where there's, there's, there's moments, right? Well, well, I will say, I don't ever want to be in the same camp as like Lisa Frank, right? We all want to know what Lisa Frank is, right? If you have girls, you know what Lisa Frank is, like the hot pink and purple notebooks with the unicorns and the lollipops. I don't, I don't want to be in that camp, but mm -hmm. I do want to be in the camp that is helping people unleash an inner light and inner glow that for me, that sparkle that, yeah. that the world tries to blow out and that sometimes it rages because things are going really well, but sometimes it just barely flickers at all. And mm -hmm. so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yes, every day I'm like, oh, yes, I'm walking through the bubblegum forest and everything's amazing. That is definitely not my life, even now, even today. But I think joy is an intentional choice and it's not necessarily happiness. Like those are, those are different things and we have done a disservice to put them in the same camp. But joy, I think, is an intentional decision that you make when your eyes open and if the only thing that you can say at the end of that day was, I woke up today, that's okay. And so I'm a big advocate on fabulous pity parties, meaning that I think you need the space to throw yourself the most amazing pity party ever. So if you are in that moment and you need all the sad, sappy songs, and if you're a eat a whole container of cookie dough person or ice cream, whatever it is, and you put on the sad, sappy music, you've got your sweatpants on, like the lights are low, and you've got the box of Kleenex, do that. Give it a time frame. Right? Mm -hmm. Say, for the next hour, I'm going to just rail against the world and I'm going to cry and I'm going to feel all the feels. Because there's something that happens to you when you do that. There's a neurological and a physiological change that happens and your body needs a release when you're under that much pressure. And there are bad things that happen every single day and there's negative thoughts that come our way and there's media that tells us we're not enough and there's a person maybe in your job that thinks that you're a Yahoo and, and you can choose to focus on those. And, and I think that they do need attention, but I think they need finite attention. Mm -hmm. And then when it's over, you need to go do something completely different. So for me, when I'm having those moments and they happen, I usually choose to be physical. That's probably the dancer in me, 
but sometimes it means I need to go walk the pups. I need to grab, I, I keep bubbles and confetti. Like I have a confetti drawer. It's across the way or I'd throw some right now. Um, and I go get a handful and I throw it or I go blow bubbles or um, I throw a dance party. Sometimes that might mean if my world is messy in my house, it's literally a car party. Like I go sit in my car and turn on, turn on Sirius XM and jam. <laughs> but to do something completely different changes you physiologically. And in that yeah. moment, you can begin that subtle shift. And I call it, and I, I think that's joy. Because you're saying, I can stay stuck, or I can choose to be like, okay, you've had your time. I've got to move and shift and, and possibility think something else into existence. And yeah. to do that, I think you have to shift your energy. So for me, that means usually physicality is the best, most efficient way to change that energy. Yeah. So I love that you 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 own the pity party first. I think that that's, that's really important to give yourself the space and time to mourn or grieve or to, to feel really bad about where you're at. But cap it because yes. once it extends, like, do you think there's a certain time frame that that, like, I guess it depends on the circumstances and then what you're facing. But I can see people getting stuck in that. Well, I'm gonna own my pity party and I'm just gonna keep. And and I'd imagine the longer you stay in that pity party state, the longer it's gonna, it's the harder it's gonna be to to exit. Well, you know, um, I've had lots of family tragedy in my life and everybody grieves and everybody processes trauma at a different rate. Mm -hmm. And that rate might change day to day, hour to hour, year to year, right? And so just when you think you're over something, you could watch an episode of This Is Us and you just completely erect for a week or something. <laughs> like you just never know when it's going to appear. So right. I, one, I think you do need to be mindful of what feels healthy to you. So mm -hmm. can we all just have a moment to say it's not healthy to do this several days in a row? Like, I think that is a marker that you probably need some professional help or grab your sparkle squad, call your friends over, make them get you out of your funk. But, but I also think that, um, you know, some days it's okay. I need to do this for 10 minutes cause I'm going to be distracted the rest of the day. Unless I throw myself a quick pity party, right? That's okay. But, but when you start finding yourself unable or choosing to extend it other than the time that you've given it, I think that's a mental health marker that you need to mm -hmm. be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's smart. I think uh, the knowing when it's extended beyond the range of controllable and sort of exitable on your own versus calling in professional help to guide yeah. you through the next steps. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of mental health, big, very pro mental okay. health. <laughs> so that's, yeah. Um, there's, there, there's absolutely times when you just need that support and it's all, it's all good. You referenced something when you were talking called the sparkle squad. Tell us about this. What's the sparkle squad? Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about the amazing wing it rise up Facebook community. This is where you can connect with me directly and with other listeners of the show so that we can break out of our cages of fear together in the group. I will share new podcast episodes, and inspiration for my life as a busy, ambitious mom of four. Let's inspire one another. You do not have to take the leap alone. This amazing community is ready to welcome you with open arms. Head to Facebook, search for the Wing It Rise Up Facebook group, and click on Join the Group. See you there. Well, I think everybody needs a Sparkle Squad. That's just what I call it. You might call it your cheerleaders. You might even call it your mentors, but Sparkle Squad is a different connotation for me. And these aren't your five besties. Okay, I want to be really clear. These aren't, you know, your ride or die friends, although you might need one of those on your squad. But I think that you need five people 
that help you in different facets. So one might be someone that's a little bit head, ahead of you in what you're trying to do. So this could be, um, you know, uh, like if you're, if you're Brene Brown, maybe Oprah was on her Sparkle Squad, right? So it's someone that's just a little bit in front of you, but, but accessible to you, but they've already been there. They're doing the thing that you really hope to do in the world. And so that's more of like a mentorship relationship. I think you need someone on your squad that will always tell you the truth. So that can't always be a friend. Sometimes it is, but it can't always be a friend. So maybe this is more of um, someone who's in the same space as you. So it could be a work buddy. It could be uh, maybe someone you went to school with. You've got similar skills and sets and they can tell you, yeah, you can sing in the shower, but please don't take a stage anymore. I mean, like those kinds of people, you need those people to tell you the truth. You also need someone who will literally drop everything and run towards you so that you could call in that moment and say, I don't care that dinner's burning on the stove. I need you right now. They're like, great, I'll be there in 10 minutes or I'm getting on a plane, whatever it might be, or let's get on Zoom. Right. Yep. And I think that you also need someone who's going to push you. So someone that um, not necessarily that's, that's a little bit higher than you, but even someone that kind of nags at you or that does something maybe in a way that you don't even aren't sure is the right way, because they're going to force you to consider and think quickly about what it is that you really believe, what you value and how you're living that out in the world. And the fifth person would be somebody literally that's just a fun person. So I don't believe that as women and and. Please, I'd love any argument from anyone who's hearing and listening to this, okay? In any way, shape, or form. I don't think we have enough fun as women. And so I, uh, and I don't know if that's guilt or shame or if that's wrapped up in self-care and lack thereof or if we just fill ourselves with all the things because we have that nurturing spirit inside of us, but we fail to nurture our own selves. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to have fun. And sometimes the only way to do that is to have that friend that calls you and goes, we're having champagne at four at XYZ patio. I will see you there. No excuse. And you're like, okay, fine. And you don't really want to go, but by the time you get there, you have a good time or whatever. I think those are the kind of people that you need on your sparkle squad because they help you live a holistic existence. And I think mm -hmm. as women, we, we have the pendulum swing pretty often. Some of that's hormonal. Some of that is situational, but we need that kind of balance in our lives. I love that. I love the, the, the different people that you include on the squad. Cause I, I, I'm, a big fan of having all those people in my life, but having it defined as, as the squad. Now, do you tell these people that they're your sparkle squad? Is it, is it laid out? Is it expectations are set? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I have regular sparkle squad meetings that might be quarterly. And because these people happen to be all over the United States, it's usually virtually or on the phone or something, but, mm -hmm. but they know what role that they're playing for me. And I will mm -hmm. tell you, for some of them, I'm also on their squad, but I'm not necessarily on everybody's squad. And because, right. and but there's just generosity there in language, saying this is how I need for you to show up for me, and that's part of just communicating your boundaries and your needs and what your wishes are, so someone can show up for you. We can't just we can't just assume that everybody understands what we're thinking all the time, and they're going to show up for us in the right way. I mean, like we have a thousand examples of that with our children and our loved ones, right? So yeah. we have to set out kind of an intentional understanding of what this relationship means. And that's why I said they're not necessarily your bestie, right? They're not necessarily your loved one either. These are intentional people that you've curated to, to help you live a life in the way that you want to. Right. And are these, so I, I love this concept because I think that women, there's, there's so many things that, that come into play with women and how we live our lives and build our careers or businesses. And, and there's so much pressure <laughs> and there's so much expectation. And 
we're terrible at saying no. We're really good at just piling on. And, and you're right in terms of the having fun, we don't give our permission ourselves permission to show up and, and do the fun things until everything else has been cleared. Um, I'm curious with your sparkle squad, like, do you, do you do this for like a year at a time? Is it like when you set the expectation with them, do you rotate who's in different positions? How do you kind of manage it long-term? Oh, that's a great, that's a really great question. And, and what I would say is yes. So to all of that, meaning that for some people, they might, especially when it's someone that might, that, you know, you're, you're looking up to and no, no, if you're looking up to someone, there's probably someone in your world that's looking up to you too. So, I mean, like, I think that's important to remember is if you're going to do this, then you need to commit to doing it for somebody else. So, so that's kind of the first understanding is when they say yes to this, then part of my commitment is, and I hope then, you know, you receive this or you are also doing this for someone else. But for some people that is a, um, I can do this for you, but, but seriously, Suzanne, I'm, I'm launching a book or I'm doing a thing. And so I can do it for six months, but after that, I'm going to be on the road. I won't be as available. And so I think you just kind of have to negotiate that as well. Yeah. For some of the people that have been on my sparkle squad, they've been there like 10 years. And so, but there is this kind of covenantal renewal that I think check in. Um, and, And that's part of that boundaries that you just talked about, about saying, no, we need to be able to give people an out with, and, and we need to make sure that they're still in it for us in the way that we need them which also yeah. gives us an out. And so I think by, by setting some time differentials around that, you're allowing that kind of give and take. Yeah. And you touched on the word boundaries. I mean, I think that the boundaries is, is something that when we talk about joy and showing up and, and being able to, to be authentic, when we have clear boundaries and can express those boundaries, it goes a very long way in helping us to maintain our space um, what do you see people struggle with with boundaries the most? I think that um, there's so much in that question, first and foremost. I would say I think the first and most probable feeling that people have around boundaries is gross. <laughs> you know, I mean, like when you see the word boundaries, I don't hear a lot of people going, woohoo, you just enacted a boundary or way to be a boundary keeper. Like, I don't see that Hallmark card anywhere. Shoebox, if you're catching this, you probably better have like boundary keeping cards coming out that are funny. But but I really think that that we need to kind of change that to say a boundary only allows me to live into life like I've said I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so for when people call me out for bad boundaries, yay. And, and if I can't make time for the things that I've said, then I have crossed my own boundary as well, which I would venture to say, then you're not valuing yourself. And mm-hmm. I, and I just feel like that is where the buck stops. Do I value myself or not? So if you value yourself and you're listening to this and you're like, Suzanne, you have it easy, like all the things. No, 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 no. I mean, I routinely work 80 hours a week. I'm a single mom. I got two rescue dogs. I run four businesses. Like it's a crazy world. I'm president of one of the IAW chapters. My life is crazy. But the way that I intentionally set my boundaries around taking care of my own self, it's not selfish. It's actually a priority because I can't do all of those other things and show up for anybody else. So I think that it starts with communicating to someone, I don't have time for this, or I don't want my, one way I get at this is I don't want to be saying no to you, but I'm going to have to say no. And here's why mm-hmm. I want to give you time and attention. I don't have it. I'm, I'm feeling really scattered right now. My dog's been really sick. We're looking at huge vet, vet bills. So I've got to like work extra and hustle. I mean, 
I think if we would just make it more of a conversation rather than ew, ucky, we -hmm. would feel better about enacting the boundary and the person that we're enacting it with would also feel better. So I think that when we, one, we don't feel good about it. And two, we think boundaries is always a bad thing. Like somebody, somebody crossed it. Right. So even that, even that language of saying you crossed that boundary is like boo boo, right? Mm -hmm. Bad, bad. And so if we can, instead say you crossed a boundary, let's talk about that. Maybe we need to change the boundary change how you're showing up. So it's an opportunity for change in conversation, not an opportunity like to go to timeout anymore. Although can right. I just say I would really like adult timeouts because I am a big fan of I'm, I'm, I, I often will put myself in my car, in my garage, like yeah. coming home from the grocery store. There's always a five before I enter the house. I just take five minutes. And the worst is when they hear the garage door and the garage door opens. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, you don't see me. I'm not, not here. Yet. I'm not there <laughs> not yet. yet. But see, good, good job. You. That's a boundary. Like, you know, yeah. it's a boundary to teach your children. It's a boundary to yep. teach my own self. Before I go in, I want to be mentally prepared to walk in that door so that I'm not, oh, the grocery store was terrible. No, no, no. I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want my, like my daughter, I don't want her to always, I mean, she does. She gets that sometimes, right? But at yeah. the end of the day, I hope to reset that and say, I'm really tired and I didn't address you the way I wanted to. And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. something that I carry with me. Yeah. And I, I think that's important is being in the right place, like, and thinking about who you're impacting. Uh, my kids, I have three young kids. So when I walk in that door, it's crazy town. It is right. crazy town. And it's mommy, mommy, mommy. And the dog's barking. And it, it's like, I just, so before I walk in the house and I, I work from home, so I'm there all the time. So the grocery store is really my exit. Like that's yeah. how I get out of the house. Right. And to come back in, I feel like I just need, I, I have to be in the right space to enter back into crazy town. And once, once I'm in, I'm fine, but it's, right. it's but crazy. Just you understanding that about yourself is so powerful. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody to take that power from you. And so what you have yep. said is, for me to be, for me to literally be, this is what I have to do. Yep. And, and that's not selfish. In fact, that that is such a loving act, not only to yourself, but to your kids and other people. And so yep. I would challenge everyone that's checking this out to find what that is for them. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm that. the first person up in my house. Um, it doesn't matter how late. Also, I don't sleep. But it doesn't matter how late <laughs> I stayed up. I'm the first person up. And I value. That is sacred time for me. And, and now am I, do I work sometimes? Do I work out sometimes? Do I walk the dogs? Yeah. Do we get dog smooches? Absolutely. Sometimes I have coffee. Sometimes I have tea. Sometimes I sit on my patio. It doesn't matter what it is, but I have carved that out as that, that is my time. Mm -hmm. And it, it, some days it's 30 minutes, some days it's an hour, but I am better for that. I am worse when I have to get up and somebody's already asking me for something or I have to do something immediately. So it's understanding what your pattern is and then making sure that that's a non-negotiable in your calendar that will help that overwhelm. Yeah. I, that's great advice. Um, so one of the things I'm just looking at the, the information I have, but, um, we talk a lot about, um, challenges and how we overcome challenges because no matter where you are in your career, in your life or in your journey, something is going to challenge you. It might be big, it might be small, but there's always challenges. So, um, one of the things you said, not knowing how to successfully market myself by myself, instead of relying on my agent or others without sounding like salesy Susie was one of your challenges. (laughs) Yes, I know. Isn't that a ridiculous challenge, but it's pretty big. But I, I, I think it's, I think you're not alone. I think that that 
a lot of people will relate to this, which is why I pulled it out because I, I think that I would love to to dive in a little more and like hear kind of how you've overcome that because I think it's something that is very relatable. Well, so thank you because when I wrote that down, I'm like, oh, other people are gonna have a really amazing challenge, but for me, and I still struggle with that. So hear me clear if you're, if you're listening and I don't have this figured out. My God, I'm just gonna be real and raw. I don't have it figured out. But what I do know is because I came out of the entertainment world, I always had somebody advocating on my behalf. My agent would get me an audition. If I got the role, then they handled the details. I wasn't worried about how do I sell myself. When I go speak in front of an audience, because that's what I do now, I'm a speaker and a coach, I didn't collect emails. Somebody That was somebody else's job, okay? When I had lots of tragedies happen, I left the entertainment world because of an accident and 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 had to redo everything I didn't have any money and so I didn't get to have a team and and I didn't even know how do I market myself like who wants to come to hear a washed up actress like you know so in my mind it was what I was telling myself and so I didn't know so for a long time I would go speak or I do a workshop and I didn't even collect emails I'm that like I was that baseline yes, I'll go give you all this stuff, but I, no, you don't have to give me anything. I don't even want your email. Like, have fun. See ya. Bye. Um, mm-hmm. And what I learned quickly was, oh, because I really want to be doing these kinds of things in the world, it's okay to have a database. It's okay to do these things. And I have to do it in the way that I do it, right? So I don't want to be the person that's like, buy something, like every email. We all get those, right? Actually, you should unsubscribe from those people. That, that if every email is buy something from me, you don't need those people. I would say I I try and strive to give value. Now, do I sell in my emails? Absolutely, sometimes I do. If I've got a workshop, I have a big event I do every year called The Verve. Yes, as I ramp up for that, you're gonna get more and more about that from me. But along the way, I'm trying to do actual tips and strategies. I'm trying to share a story. I'm trying to get people to think about their own lives differently. So it took me though some, a lot of time to figure that out. And and let's face it, most of us don't have $70,000 to have an, an agency on standby or a copywriter and um, an entire team taking one little bit of content that we have and then putting it in all the places and making it sound just right, we just don't. Mm -hmm. So I think to be true to yourself and understand your brand and what you're trying to be all goes back to your values. So for me, I I re-anchor to my values every quarter and make sure that what I'm putting out is aligned with my values. And if it's not, it doesn't stay. And if that means I have 400 people on my email list instead of 4,000, so be it. But, so I've just tried to figure out what does what does that look like? And I'm sure maybe there's people out there, you know, you sell yourself every day when you show up. Like if you're if you're an admin assistant, you have to sell yourself as the front door to the person that you're assisting, right? It does, it's not selling a product. We all have to sell ourselves in some way. So finding what feels good to you and feels authentic to you is a journey. And I would recommend to anyone that you find somebody, take a course, community college, that's a great place to start in copywriting. Uh, maybe that's a great place to, to really understand and own your power there. Um, or find someone who's done this. This would be a good person on your Sparkle Squad who's re- really willing to help you kind of understand that and look at what you want to do and then get you in front of the right people. And yeah. um, and just start locking arms with other people. I mean, it's it's not that hard. We just assume that it's extremely hard. It does. It Yeah, a lot of people, I think, look at it as an uphill battle. And, and to touch on your email list, so I'm on your email list and I actually, when I see them pop up, I get excited because there's always like, it, they just, they make me happy. They make me feel good. Yay. I learned something. And so, 
there's there's a lot of emails that come into my inbox, but yours is one that always just it pops, it it stands out as like I want to hear what Suzanne has to say. Um, See, so I could I that's... could not have I would have had to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for that market research. So see, <laughs> like, ask your people if they're if you're helping them, and don't take mm -hmm. it personally because if they're not opening your emails, there's a reason. Now some of that mm -hmm. is iOS update and spam. I know there, there's yeah, yeah all that but all that fun stuff look, to figure look at out. The people that open your emails all the time and ask them questions. You know, yeah. and that's and that, that that's a good way to not be in like the sleazy salesy market either. Is mm -hmm. you're adding value it's, to what they're trying to do in the world. Yeah, I love that. Well, Suzanne, I loved this conversation. I it, it was great learning more about your background and, and hearing out the the overcoming the 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 challenges, right? The the hard part because while we love celebrating success and we love seeing people win, we know that the the path there is often yeah. not just a straight easy line. Right. <laughs> and so. The more we can do to lift people up and help them through their own challenges, I think the, the better we, we all are for it. So I, I would you. agree. And if I could just leave everybody with one thing, and I don't know where I saw this. I don't know. It, who knows where I saw it? Um, it's definitely not mine, but I'm going to claim it. Is someone said or sent to me, or eh, whatever, um, that your story will be somebody's lifeline one day. And so I think the more intentionality we can put on, okay, what I'm going through will help someone eventually, can help kind of maybe lift you up out of the doldrums a little bit. And um, you don't have to do it alone either. So lock arms with somebody. It doesn't have to be Megan, it doesn't have to be me. Lock arms with somebody because um, we are circle creatures, women, right? And we do better in tribal circles. And so um, if you're going through something alone, please don't reach out to somebody. Call me, call Megan. Like, let's, let's get you connected to somebody that can really help you unleash that joy. All right. I hope Suzanne has you feeling a little more encouraged, a little more inspired. We know that life is messy. Life can be hard. Um, but Suzanne really, really shows us how to infuse joy, how to, how to overcome the hard. The three takeaways I have. So give yourself the time for that pity party. When life gets hard or something unexpected happens, it's okay to live in that spot for a little while. Give yourself the time to, to have a little pity party, but then shift your energy, figure out how you're going to get up, move your body. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you get outside. Maybe you call your friends. Maybe you throw a little dance party, but shift your energy to something positive. Finally, a sparkle squad. So you might call it something else, but find the people you need in your life to help get you to the next spot. I think Suzanne's concept of sparkle squad is amazing and is something we could all implement in our, in our own lives. Finally, the sparkle squad. I love this concept of identifying and being really intentional about core people in your life. I think this is something that we could all implement, whether you call it a sparkle squad or something else, but go find those people who are going to, who are going to be there for specific challenges, for specific things in your life. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Be sure to go connect and follow Suzanne. She is always sharing amazing, helpful resources. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another amazing woman to spotlight. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.